It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor last night? This is the only Survivor podcast. My name is Jake Scheidel. Each week I ask my best friend, Thomas Powell, if he did indeed watch a certain reality show. Hey, Thomas, how are you doing this afternoon? Mm, President's I'm, Day. I'm doing great. Um, Panama President's Day, you might even say. Yeah, celebrating all the presidents, including uh, Dave from the movie Dave, starring Kevin yeah, Klein. The biggest one. The biggest I think president. I am, actually. I've made enough jokes about that movie uh, prior to recording in reference to President's Day that I think I have to watch it again for the first time in a while. Um, yeah, put it on the list. Have you seen the movie uh, Dave, Jake? No. It's a movie where Kevin Klein is a comedian who does political comedy, and he also looks basically identical to the president who is also played by Kevin Klein. And then the president mm. uh, has like a cardiac uh, event and dies. Like he is, he has like a heart attack or something. And they want to like break the news smoothly or something. There's some reason where they're like, we can't tell America yet. And so they're like, go get comedian Kevin Klein. His name's Dave. Go get Dave. And he has to pretend to be the president. And then also he falls in love with uh, the president's wife, Sigourney Weaver. Their marriage wasn't going so well, but he seems a little different lately. You know, he's a little more attentive. Hmm. Um, Also, it was written by the same guy that wrote Big. Oh, okay. Nice. It's actually a good big. movie. Like, I would recommend that you see it. And it's there's a very a little 90s Eddie Murphy. movie. There's a little Eddie Murphy in his head. What? And they all when no, when that's me, Dave. Out. There's no Eddie. No, there's no there. There aren't any Eddie Murphys in his head. So, at what point does America meet Dave? Then uh, it's going to be hmm? at least a decade until America met Dave. After that, I want to say it was wow. like 2005. You can't. You actually can't even be president for more than eight years. Yeah. Well, I guess technically that's not true. And then America didn't meet Dave again until 2020. Actually, when, that could be when true. The when the really TV show it. came out. When you really think about it, because what if the original Dave, OD, uh, dies in his first year in office? Dave takes over, wins his first re-election. He ODs over Dave's. He over Dave's. And then he wins the second re-election 11 years right there. So it, it could have taken a year to... Meet Dave, Eddie Murphy in his brain. What yeah, that makes it? sense. Yeah, and then Lil Dicky becomes president after that, and the Dave cycle begins. Oh, he's to also do. Dave. Yeah, Dave. Uh, big weeks, big week for Dave's everywhere, but even bigger weeks for the survivors on Survivor Panama. Thomas, did you watch Survivor Panama last week? I certainly did. And what did you think of this final episode? It was called The Final Showdown. Uh, I thought it was a very good season, and I thought that the finale was not that great, to be honest. Um, what about the title, though? The Final Showdown? Oh, yeah, that's pretty generic. Mm-hmm. It's like that song, The Final Countdown. Uh, this first aired May 14th. 2006. How old would you have been? May 14th, 2006. Jake, I would have been 14 years old. Oh my god. I would have been 15 years old. Well into 15 years old at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know when you're well into 15, 15 years old? 15 year. It's like 10 year. Yeah. Teen year <laughs> is when you've been a teen long enough that you can't be fired from being a teen. Yeah, nobody's confusing me for a preteen anymore. 
the previous episode received 17.2 million viewers. How many viewers do you think this one received? The finale, you know? Uh, remind me, what was the, the amount last week? 17.2. I'm going to say 18.5. No, no. It's quite... No, you're going the wrong way, actually. <laughs> it got less than the previous episode? Yeah, it, it decreased a little bit. Did you get 17? Got 17.07 million wow. viewers. Wow. I don't know what happened, you know? People just didn't they, care. They didn't. They, I can't they, believe people were like, I don't want to see who wins this fire-making challenge. <laughs> they, they really tried to keep Sari around, keep the viewers interested in her story, keep her keep him around for another week. I wonder if they had ended it with Sari losing the fire-making challenge at the end of the last Zero episode. Zero people would have watched. <laughs> yeah, so they start off at Tribal Council. It's the fire-making tiebreaker. Sari is the first to get the flame, but Danielle wins. How what was your immediate reaction to this? I mean, I knew it was coming, but it's still a bummer to see. Hmm, because in your predictions last week, you said Suri took third, I think. Oh, yeah, maybe I did. I don't know. I knew that Suri mm. was going to be eliminated, I guess is what I would say. Sure. Uh, back at camps, Danielle says that she was determined to win. Fair. I can't be mad at Danielle, you know. Uh, Terry is happy Danielle won because of their pact to take each other to the final two. This clearly wasn't going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Uh, Terry takes out his idol to continue to show off. He should have pulled the Marianne and shown it off at Final Tribal, but, you know, too little too late. And then the macho rivalry continues and Aris caught the bigger fish. So how about that for this rivalry? Yeah, that's I certainly care about that rivalry. <laughs> we all do. At the reward challenge, they have to race up a wall using pegs after a maze and then a puzzle wheel to get the pegs to climb the wall. And I, I got to say, that sentence makes a lot of sense. You follow, right? Yeah, race up a wall I, I, using pegs after a maze and a puzzle wheel to get the pegs to climb the wall. I feel like I'm Easy. there. Yeah, I'm a regular Jeff Probst. Uh, the winner gets a power meal of chicken, veggies, fruit, and a cot back at camp. How nice is that? Yeah, sounds good. I could I could go for that right now. I could go for that right now. Uh, Terry wins by seconds. Good for him. Uh, back at camp, Aris is happy for him and Danielle to uh, eat the big fish. Um, big fish. Uh, what's that movie? The, the movie Big Fish. <laughs> I bet who's the director of that movie? Uh, Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. Yeah, what a guy. Uh, Terry returns and tells them that the food he ate and swears it was barely anything. This was stupid. Just, just shut up, you know? Yeah, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> like, we've all been on a reward. We've all seen the show. We know what the rewards are like. Trying to downplay it is I feel like the, the best thing, you, there's no winning if somebody asks you what it was like at the reward that you went on by yourself, so you should just be like, you don't really want to hear that. <laughs> like, you don't want to know. Yeah. Oh, you don't even want to know how good it was. I wouldn't oversell it. I would just be like, do you actually want me to tell you? I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Um, I would just be like, yeah, it was nice, and then uh, move on. 
Like, nobody's ever like, oh, I'm so glad they told us about this roast chicken. Yeah, that you're either so rubbing delicious. it in or you're uh, downplaying it, and neither is good. Yeah. I would, rather, I would rather say they didn't even have coffee there, so don't even talk to me. Yeah, that would be a fun thing to say. <laughs> they didn't have coffee, so don't even talk to me. <laughs> Aris says the onus is now on Terry to win since he's super dad. I loved this. Uh, branding of of Terry Very funny As super dad Yeah it's good stuff Then they do the fallen comrades did you watch this Yes I did I always watch It was uh I like that they uh, Were very complimentary of the astronaut guy Oh yeah Dan Yeah Dan and Bruce I think were probably The, the two most beloved Players that were eliminated uh, Terry says about, I think it was Nick, that he was one of the hardest working 24-year-old kids he knows. That's pretty nice. Well, Aris is also 24 standing right there. Like, yeah. <laughs> why do you need to be rubbing it in right well, now? Well, Aris freeloads off his dad, so, you know. That's true. Yeah. What a, what a fucking bullshit, elitist, entitled millennial. Let's see when... Uh, He's going to spend his million dollars on avocado toast He's not even going to buy a house Arascado toast He's never even bought a house Yeah, because he's buying his Avocado toast, that's funny He's too busy going out to restaurants I was was busy looking up um, Aris's age Or birth year Excuse me He is born in 1981 So he is now 41 years old just on the cusp of millennial. So actually he is a very hard worker. He's a Gen Xer and we think he's good and we like him. Every time I hear Aris's name, I want to make a joke that is for absolutely no one because it is Tell about me. a local store that doesn't exist anymore. That is uh, based around a former radio <laughs> DJ in the area. So I'm just like, Aris is disc shop. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I was gonna say I have good news about this joke. Nobody listens to this podcast. Yeah, but I knew that you would get it because I remember yeah. going in there with you, and it, they would have like a hundred copies of Toto albums. Yeah, because people don't know what's good. And didn't they have a recording studio in, like, a recording booth in the in the record shop? I want to say that he broadcast the his radio show from there. Very cool. Um, at the immunity challenge, they have to balance on floating platforms. Uh, I've noticed at this point, Aris still has his fohawk, which we'll come back to later. Aris has some trouble getting onto his platform near the end, as does Terry, who is the first one out, followed soon after by Aris, so Danielle wins. What, what, what a surprise. You know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Danielle then considers who to vote for. Terry asks her if the deal is still on, but she won't commit to it. What a surprise. She said... <laughs> I love this part. She said that she's naturally indecisive because she's a Gemini. Yep, I really loved this. The way that she... It was just like a toss-off thing that she said, and then they immediately cut, and I was like, yes. <laughs> That is such a Gemini thing to say. It really is. I um, assume. <laughs> I am looking up Thomas Leo's on Survivor. Uh, Leo Paintor. This is not a real person. What I mean is, have we looked this up before? I don't think so. 
which castaway you are based on your zodiac. This is oh, what I I'm love looking that. for. Yes, yeah, thank we you. should definitely be doing that. Aries, ironically, is not Aris. It's Rick Devins. So if that's you, you're Rick Devins. Uh, if you're a Taurus, which I'm actually a Taurus moon and a Taurus the other one, but not the main one, uh, Andrea Belke. Remember her? No. If you're a Gemini, you're Kelly Wentworth. Uh, if you're a Cancer, you're Sophie Clark. So CM Punk is a Sophie Clark, obviously. Thomas, you'll be happy to hear this. Leo is... Ooh, do you have a guess? Who do you want to be in the Survivor? I mean, lore? obviously, I want it to be Jeremy, but that's probably not who it is. If it's not, if it's not Jeremy, who would you want it to be? Um, Mike White. Uh, sorry, this was actually written before Mike White's season. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Sandra. Leos are the Sandras of their friend group. Fuck yes. I don't think that's true about me, but still, I would like it to be. <laughs> you don't think you're the queen of our friend group? No, I don't. Uh, the Virgos are Ozzy's. Sure. Libra's Sarah Lucina. Scorpios are Ethan Zahn. Sagittarius is Sierra Dawn Thomas. Uh, Capricorn is Rob Mariano. Aquarius is Rupert. Pisces. Oh. Pisces is shout out to one of the people who listened to our podcast and then went on to win. It is Wendell Holland. Yeah, that's right. So we got the two best people on the list because of where the moon was when we were born. And that makes me really happy. Yeah, that's good stuff. I don't really understand how astrology yeah, works. Astrology is actually real, in my opinion. <laughs> I was on the fence, but this confirms it. Yeah, the two coolest people on the list are us. Um, what what is this? Two thousand nine, the Rammies or whatever exactly. the award show was called. Was called what was our award show called in high school that we won? Uh, I think they just called it Academy Awards. That's good. That's a really good name for it because it's like an award show that's well known, and we won the Best Friends Award, uh, being out several other people who um, aren't friends anymore. Yeah, Where's so I think history has vindicated that choice. History is written by the victors, and this podcast is proof that we are victorious over all others. Survivor podcasts, that is. Uh, Danielle tells him that she's naturally indecisive because she's a Gemini, and then Aris tries to get her to take Terry out. I mean, fair. What do you expect? It's the last day. What if they voted out people at summer camp like they do on Survivor? <laughs> That would be uh, that would certainly be be an interesting uh, social <laughs> experiment. Bring back Kid Nation. But yeah, I was going to say all out. summer camps. If I became president, this is OK. I, this is a segment. It for is President's, President's Day. Day when we record in, on President's Day. You tell the truth. But uh, <laughs> this is a President's Day segment that we will have every time we record on President's Day now, which is if yes. I were president. If I were president, I would uh, replace all summer camps with Kid Nation. Yes. And if I were president, I would replace all Kid Nations with a second season of Kid Nation. So maybe I could be president of CBS or Paramount Plus even. I'll take Paramount Plus. More people probably watch it than CBS these days. You know what I mean? I'm watching yeah. that shit every day. Survivor, are you the one? 
Detroiters. Kids these days uh, with their screens. Oh, my God. No screens in Kid Nation. If I were president, no screens in Kid Nation. It's also really funny to say that about Paramount Plus, which I think most of the users of Paramount Plus are like 50 or older. They're there to watch like Yellowstone or uh, Tulsa King. The uh, NCIS. Yeah, NCIS. Oh, my brother-in-law told me nice. uh, What's it called? Tulsa King was really good. Honestly, I'm going to watch Tulsa King at some point. It seems like the kind of dumb show that I would enjoy. Um, well, it's no Velma. That's the kind of dumb show I You enjoy. should watch Tulsa King is what you should do yeah, maybe instead of watching Velma. Maybe I will. I'm looking for remote jobs these days so I can, you know, stick to my habit of watching 16 hours of television a day. Uh, Jeff checks in with each of the final three at Tribal Council, and then Danielle goes to vote. I always love at this uh, penultimate Tribal Council that Jeff points out, you two can't vote for each other because they cancel out, and you can't vote for the immunity winner, so you two won't vote. Well, every time. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Terry gets one vote and is out, um, and he says... In his final interview, not too bad for a 46-year-old guy. Agreed, Terry. Like, what the? F- what are you talking about? Yeah, what everyone doubted him because he was in his 40s. <laughs> He's so weird. <laughs> I think that that type of person needs to invent haters to motivate themselves. Haters wanted. Terry comes back with a t-shirt. Terry selling his own t-shirt. The new on ones are starting to like me. Yeah. Uh, Terry comes back with a new t-shirt that says my balls are massive. It's weird. Uh, that's another thing the Miz did. I don't know if you knew about that. Uh, I wasn't um, aware of that. That's good to know, though. Yep. yep. Cool guy. Uh, and why didn't he say my balls are missive? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> um, so Terry uh, tears out. I was going to say, what's this man's obsessions with everyone's age, forgetting that every time we do a classic season of Survivor, I ask you how old you were on that given day? It's Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> Just to prove that I'm slightly older. Here's the thing. Here's, here's a peek behind the curtain. Why I asked Thomas how old he is, and I think this, speaking of jokes that are only for the person telling the joke, this is a joke only for me. Growing up, I had a cousin who was approximately nine months older than me. And he thought that made him so much cooler than me for the first, you know, 20 years of our life until we lived together. <laughs> then we realized, oh, we're basically the same age. Yeah, it turns out that's not a huge difference. <laughs> and it's just so funny to me to look back and be like, oh, you're six? I'm actually seven. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll be seven in that. three weeks. Uh, it's great stuff. Terry Dietz, not too bad for a 46-year-old guy. You said it, man. Uh, R.S. and Danielle are just happy to chill at camp. If it isn't me. Uh, she picked R.S. to stay Kasaya strong. I like that. I mean, honestly, good move from Danielle. That's a really... I think if she had made that argument in Final Tribal Council at some point... She would have received maybe more votes because it felt like nobody took Danielle seriously, really. No, like, I, I, she definitely really felt like the goat of, of this. I don't think 
the jury took either of them very seriously. Yeah, you know why? Because th- they were the two least qualified people of the final four to be there. Like, that's, I think, what the legacy of this show is, is I think everyone th- is like, final two probably should have been Suri and Terry. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been uh, much more satisfying. Or at least one ending. of them should have made it. Like, if Suri or Terry made it to the final two, like, it, I think it would have been competitive between the two of them. But if one of them made it with either Aris or Danielle, they would win. And I think they'd probably get all of the votes. Easily. Um, Yeah, Aris and Danielle making it to the final two instead of Terry and uh, and Sari is the Roman Reigns winning in Montreal over Sami Zayn uh, of Survivor. This is a segment called Sami Don't Call Him Zayn. The death of the best angle that uh, WWE has done in the last it's five years, yet. and they and it's not over yet. Yeah, okay. Well, guess what? They missed the best opportunity to end it because they uh, yeah, had they just had to have fucking Cody yeah. Rhodes and uh, uh, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, a match that yeah. no one cares even remotely close to the same amount about as him and Sami Zayn. Yeah, but it's Cody Rhodes, and he won the Royal Rumble. He brought, so yeah, we it. have to. We have to do it. Anyway, and, we hey, can make something just as good as one of the most electric crowds I've ever seen at a wrestling event. Yeah. Uh, now, that we could just do that again. They were yelling, fuck you, Roman, at the pre-show. Yeah, that was like literally like Stone Cold <laughs> level crowd reaction like peak yeah attitude it was so era. good and, yeah, were, and now they're gonna have them go for the fucking tag it's a, him and kevin owens are gonna go for the tag titles like it's just as good yeah. and all their idiot I mean, fans are like this is actually he looks really strong coming out of this this is actually better that he lost i can't tell you the number of times i genuinely fell for roman reigns almost not kicking out there were like th- three or four or maybe six times in the last few minutes where I was like, Oh my God, he actually did it. No, I wanted to believe, but I knew they wouldn't do it. Like, that's the thing. It would have been like, but it's Papa H now. This is what could happen. No, it couldn't. Vince is still, (laughs) Vince is there. Vince is back. But also like, also Triple H loves nothing more than Roman is doing the Triple H reign of terror thing right now. Cause Triple H had the belt on raw for like three straight years, basically. But yeah. it's just one of those things like they just don't like when something happens organically. They can't stand it. They want to dictate everything to you. So they're like, no, we're not going to do that, even though it would make sense. Well, we're actually in a new era, so anything could happen. Yeah. Like, what? When is like, that ever true? Get, somebody could get hit in the balls and get DQ'd uh, to further the review. Yeah, it's to, the it's the like it it never works. These fans delude themselves into thinking it might somehow, but it never does. But it might yeah, work for fun. Sammy. <laughs> hey you you watch the lions every september i mean you're not the best example but my dad watches the lions every september yeah. hoping i don't expect anything but All like this, the difference between that is that there's not somebody being like well we could have the lions win here roger goodell yeah like he really nobody's writing us, that if he really cared about detroit but no He's all about Boston or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, all I can think of with that match, Seahawks. all I can think of with that match is what would have happened if uh, uh, Punk had lost at Money in the Bank 2011. Like <laughs> Alberto Del Rio had come out and interfered, and then like 
uh, he got pinned and uh, or or whoever. And then it would have just been like fans being like, actually, I think Punk's going to be just fine from this. It's actually yeah. fine. It's like they could just do a different match. They can fight at uh, SummerSlam or something like that. And it'll be just as yeah. good. It would, be, it would be just as good because it'll be in his hometown still. Right. Yeah. They're doing that in Chicago, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns do another fight for the belt at WrestleMania weekend. But yeah. this one, it's gonna be an All-State Arena. They had Sami coming out wearing the honorary Hab shirt that he got from the Canadians, which I think. Did you see him at the at that game? I think that's the happiest no, I've ever seen I, him. I was wondering what that was in reference to. He I, got I, to I, do. Clearly, it was a, rest, uh, uh, a hockey thing, but whatever the equivalent of like the first pitch is at. Uh, hockey games he was like the guest first of honor fight. for the montreal canadians which is his is favorite the first team. fight yeah <laughs> i think it's like a puck drop or something like that but anyway um punk drop yeah he was like the guest of honor there and uh they gave him a shirt that said honorary hab sammy zane because the habs are is a nickname for the canadians sure yeah that makes sense uh that was very cute i i was very happy that uh he came out in that uh, very loved, very beloved, and can you imagine how loud it would have been? <laughs> yeah, it would won? have been a it would have been a crazy moment. But you know, they could just do that again. They can just they can just have they yeah. can recreate it. Well, they can recreate it a year and a half from now in in like uh, f- fucking Fort Worth. At, no, gonna, uh, I don't know, like backlash or whatever. They're gonna do it at WrestleMania, and it's gonna be there's gonna be more people at it, so it's gonna be a bigger reaction. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. No, there's, I mean, if they do like a triple, the obvious thing to do would be a triple threat, but also Sammy could have won the belt there and they still could have done a triple threat. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of things they could do, but what what they will do is Roman wins. Yep. So then they have a feast. Pretty good stuff. Love that traditional final two feast. And it all went normal. It all went went normal normal and nothing weird happened. (laughs) Never, nothing that happened changed the game forever. Um, The the funny thing about this is they got, um, they had some mimosas, really. Mismosas, excuse me. Yes. And uh, speaking of the Miz, by the way, it should be noted. Did you see what happened at the the celebrity all-star game that the Miz was a participant in? Oh, um, well, I saw a lot of clips of Janelle Monae playing. <laughs> yeah, Janelle Monae but looks very that. good. Janelle, oh, I think we can all agree that Janelle Monae, Janelle Monae was the big winner of the All-Star Weekend. Yeah. Uh, because she uh, looked very good in her basketball uniform and then looked very good uh, in her performance outfit the next day. She had um, a performance? Yeah, go look up the outfit she was wearing. It's pretty great. I'm just going to watch the whole performance. Um. Anyway, uh, no, so the... Uh, whatever team that the Miz was on was down by two, I think, in the final seconds of the game. And the Miz, uh, as the clock was running out, had to throw up a half-court shot, and he fucking swished it. Yeah. And it looked like he'd won the game, but he didn't get it off in time. But still, the Miz hit a half-court shot, and everyone yeah. reacted like he actually won the game for them. And they cut to DK Metcalf, who is a receiver for the Seahawks and was on the other team and was the MVP of the game because he is like a super athlete and can dunk. Uh, yeah. The Miz was on Calvin, uh, Calvin Johnson was on the Miz's team, by the way, and he was also awesome. April you know, and the, the D. Yeah, yeah, exactly. April and the D you, famously, the lions play in April in the D. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, the, the uh, 
Yeah. Man, I re- if we also if we had a soundboard with drops, we would have a drop of Tim Meadows talking about April and the Dean. <laughs> we would also have every that time April of year. When th- <laughs> <laughs> Folks, oh, if you're man. not from Michigan, uh, didn't watch the Pistons, Red Wings, I, or Detroit I Tigers promise, growing up, I will try my best. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the April the, the, the mi- D, yeah missing a half court shot. The April and the D, April and the D. The the Tim and Sam <laughs> April and the D song is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I can't wait to rewatch that episode. Anyway, the Miz hit a half court shot. Janelle Monet looked really good. DK Metcalf said, "Good job." No, he looked like really pissed. Oh, <laughs> he couldn't that's believe good too. it. That's really good too. Um, yeah, really proud of the Miz. I was wondering where he was at. Yeah, the find the clip of chamber. that. It's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, no, now that you've mentioned it, I do remember watching that um, the night it happened. Uh, good stuff. Love to see WWE succeeding um, in all things because they're the good guys. And when it comes to sports and entertainment, WWE is the good guys. What NBA is probably the most woke league, right? I mean, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty low bar. It's all pretty performative. Uh, speaking of performing, um, Aris's feet did not perform well on those rocks. He was walking around with a Mismosa and slipped on some rocks, sliced his finger and back open with the glass of the Mismosa. Um, this was pretty fucking scary. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is, it was one of those things where like the fact that he cut his back, it was like, oh boy, I hope he didn't like hit a nerve or something. Yeah. Or a kidney? I don't know if that's possible, but what if? What if the kidney spilled out? Like spaghetti? Yeah, be fucked up. Anyway, so do fucked they not? That do they not have glasses anymore at these events, or do they just not do mimosas? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say in the challenge, something similar happened several years ago, where they had glass and somebody had a glass in the pool and it shattered and somebody cut their foot open i think oh i remember hearing hand. about this and then ever since they've only had plastic glasses which is smart yeah that makes a lot of sense and very anti-plastic usage but i completely understand why they wanted to do that it's a liability it, it yeah. feels like they always find out the hard way on this liability stuff because like <laughs> they should mm-hmm. get sued for what happened in the final this year <laughs> <laughs> that was all avoidable if they had like basic safety compliance yeah, yeah, they they make a lot of mistakes on that show. Um, Medical shows up and gives Aris stitches, which was nice to see, but it did bum me out because I really wanted to see what would happen if one person walked into Final Tribal Council. Yeah, Aris like, died Aris from too died. many mimosas. He brunched too hard. <laughs> We've all been there. Aris says the fall reminded him that he's human. <laughs> what a guy. I thought I was a god before then. <laughs> What's a human to a god? Man, What's I need a... to get that AI voice software and use it for Jeff. What are you talking about? You know all the fake AI uh, voice bits people are doing with like Joe Biden and with the Joe the Joe Rogan show. We're celebrating AI now. This is the one instance where we're celebrating it because it's really obviously fake and it's really useful for making really stupid bits. So, yes, I do approve of this technology. Okay. Um, unfamiliar, but I think that's I'll a good idea. I'll send you some of them. It. They're good. 
Uh, One of the more popular ones is people have been doing it with the boss from uh, the Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind, who has a very funny voice, and they have him talking about like his McDonald's order. It's good stuff. That's great. Um, The only AI I enjoy um, now that AI art is not cool anymore. Bummed when that changed, but yeah, uh, when that game changed, this is in the stage. Yeah, this stuff is like. It does feel like we all consistently, I'm doing it right now, we consistently fall for this stuff where it's like, this is a yeah. fun little novelty to play around with, and then in like a month, they're like, it's actually going to replace everything that you do. You won't have any jobs. Well, I've been using this AI I found, yeah, that's fun, uh, AI I found that uh, creates a backstory for um, NPCs in D&D, uh, which makes my job a lot easier as a uh, GM. So that's, that's the one I'm using. It's called Lore Genie, I think. Look it up if you are a nerd like me. Uh, speaking of uh, words that start with D, D um, Danielle talks about how proud she is of herself. Talk about a transition. And then they hug. That's, that's nice. That is nice. Sorry, I was just looking, looking to find uh, fun AI voice bit videos to send to you. Oh, great. <laughs> I can't wait to watch those. Deep fake Jeff Probst. Yeah, it would be really fun to do like a fake tribal council with AI voice Jeff Probst. Actually, you know what? That would be really good. Can I feed it um, my Survivor Wild West novel and then make it into a podcast? Yeah, you could absolutely do that. Could I do video? Could I do a deep fake of that? You could probably do a deep fake. You could do that or you could just include like still images. Well, I actually already did it with GIFs. Also pronounced GIFs um, on the website survivorwildwest.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are actually moving images, like from Harry Potter. Maybe you've heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, how about uh, wildlife shots? Yeah, I've heard of those, too, and I would much rather talk about that. So we had a bird, we had a frog, we had crabs. I'm so sorry I always phrase it like that. We had a scorpion, and over on a little show called The Traitors, there was not only the network it was on, but the also... The Traitors. The Traitors. There was a The Traitors. There was a murder. There's a he says, mur- he says murder very similarly to the way that Jim Broadbent says it in Hot Fuzz, and that is endlessly mm. entertaining to me. It doesn't mean it was murder. <laughs> They're so fucking funny, the way they say words over there. Canadians, yep. too. What uh, a bunch gr- of clowns. Great joke in that 70s Not show Not like us, today. we're normal. We're normal. Uh, Kitty said to Jackie, Canadians don't matter. Very funny. Uh, did you know that a peacock is technically called a peafowl? I didn't know that. Peacocks are boys. Peahens are girls. You know what else is? You know what else is called a peafowl? When, when I eat too much. Seat. When oh. I eat too much asparagus. Okay. Uh, does your pea then have iridescent colors like the the plumage on these blue and green pea Just, fowls? Sure. Why not? That's, you need to see a doctor, my friend. That's fine. I'm good. I feel uh, fine. Have, uh, they are 35 to 50 inches in length and weigh between 9 and 13 pounds. They have a wingspan of up to 5 feet. And it has been theorized that peahens are most attracted to peacocks whose feathers most resemble 
blueberries. What do you think about that? Pretty good. Pretty cool. Uh, do you think they are solitary? Not solitary. What's the word? Um, monogamous or polygamous? Polygamous? Polygamous. Why does that sound weird? Oh, because... Uh, I think that... I'm going to say they're monogamous. They're actually polygamists. Damn it. Yeah, they're all going to hell. Mormon animals. They eat plants, flower petals, seed, heads, insects, and other anthropods, reptiles, and amphibians, although they are not picky and will eat just about anything they can fit in their beak. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Relatable. A- Same. <laughs> You're constantly smashing your mouth with asparagus. They're on asparagus. a seafood diet. When they see food like asparagus, they eat it. <laughs> then it's all I eat. I'm dying. I had this delicious dish that Ariel saw a recipe for on TikTok. I know you hate TikTok. When you see something on TikTok, you know it's going to be annoying, whatever. But here we are in real life, and I'm telling you, this food was good. It was just mashed up tomatoes and anchovies and garlic and other food on some pasta. Pretty good. That sounds pretty good. Those are all pretty reliable things to put in pasta. Yeah. Um, Aris talks about his fall at final tribal council. He then talks about how he made an effort to get to know everyone. Danielle says she wanted to be herself and calls this a wonderful journey. Isn't that nice? She yeah, says that's good. Suri was the most influential in getting her to the end. Hmm. Almost as if Suri should have won. Suri should have won. Aris says also Suri, uh, because they had a mutually beneficial relationship, he wants to inspire others by improving himself. Uh, Danielle wants to go out and give speeches and share her experience. This is the most, I mean, this is the kind of answer you get for a stupid question like that. Because, like, what are you going to, you won Survivor. Like, what do you, I'm going to go give motivational <laughs> speeches. Yeah. I'm going to do self-care. <laughs> that's going to make me, that's going to make me inspire people. I think that's you know what's really idea. funny, by the way, that is endlessly entertaining to me is that you can put self care as an interest on Tinder. I actually really like doing self care. What are your interests on Tinder? As the only person on the apps on this podcast, uh, let me take a look. Um, what what apps are you all on now? Because I don't even know. Like I, Hinge came out with voice thing after i already gotten a oh that shit i will never ever do i'm not giving them any of my voice data fuck that shit fair no but video also, stuff either i have been told i have a very nice voice so i kind of want to like i kind of feel like i miss out if people know how annoying my voice is how are they going to go on a date with me yeah. so you know gotta hide that yeah fair. um all right my interests are uh karaoke movies concerts basketball and pro-choice, which I put on there immediately after the uh, Supreme Court ruling, just to be like, hey, by oh, the way, yeah. just in well, case you're I'm, worried about I'm it. Woke, I think I can probably take it off now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? I mean, it seems a little performative. No, I, I, if it's, I'm, I don't think it's uh, All right. worrisome. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that. Nah, I'm gonna leave it. A lot of people may not be so that's true i'm, I'm it, just assuming in my head i'm like well everyone knows that but it's like well no they don't not you you think that people from our generation are more progressive than they are uh, so a lot of them aren't i sometimes go on facebook and see oh you never moved out of our hometown and uh now your children go to where that's we true. i'm to not school. seeing the, i'm not seeing the other end of i'm not seeing what uh 
the the women on the app are seeing in terms of uh, yeah. profiles. So I feel. I mean, I'm not a woman who's been on dating apps, but I feel like knowing that they. I feel like that would be an indication of like they would feel safer around you if if they saw that than not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, sorry to get. This woke. has been dating app talk. Good segment. God. Oh, what are the other apps you're on? That's what I was trying to get to. Oh, um, just that and Hinge, and I'm honestly not really what using are, either of them. What are your prompts it's on super, Hinge? What are the ones you I'm chose? Not, I'm not really, like, I'm not trying very hard on either of them, is what I would say. Hey, I wasn't trying hard on Hinge either, and now I'm fucking engaged, so... That's right. Um, I, I need to know your prompts, though. I've, I've missed out. Well, my Hinge prompts? What are your Hinge prompts? I want to know. And I want to know oh. what the options are. You know, I'm living by. This says a lot about you. the way I use this. Where I was like, I don't even remember what's on my profile. <laughs> um, a Hoobastank song. What if? Yeah. What if on dating uh, okay. apps, what you could listen to a little snippet of a song that somebody likes while you're looking over their profile? That would be pretty fun, idea. I think. And it plays. Oh. It auto plays. <laughs> I forgot that I had, uh, I think I have this on both of them. There is an image of, you know, like uh, tags on pants that are like, uh, yeah. st- you know, like boot cut or whatever, like straight yeah. legs. I've, I've bought pants before. Yeah, There's I'm a, a pant, one that someone took a picture of that just says vintage boyfriend straight. And so that's one of my pictures. <laughs> that's um, funny. But uh, I also have a picture of uh, me taking a selfie in the glass of the uh, Shrek Oscar at the Academy Awards Museum. Holy shit, the award show from when we went to high school? No, the real Academy Awards. It's the actual Oscar that Shrek won. That wasn't the real Academy Awards? (laughs) Anyway, do you want to hear these prompts or not? Yes, please. Okay, uh, my my prompts are my greatest strength, which is very good at trivia. If your team needs a boost, I can help. Oh, nice. Uh, My simple pleasures, not waking up to an alarm on weekends and making breakfast. Yeah, 100% true all the time. Uh, <laughs> my most irrational fear, Hinge is trying to use our voice data for nefarious purposes. And then I put the little third eye emoji after that. That's really good. Um, what would you give the final two finalists on Survivor in uh, Survi- in Survivor Challenge rankings? Uh, one out of ten. So you're saying like relative to other winners? Um, no, relative to other people on their season. Uh, Danielle, uh, I would give Danielle. a five, yeah. and Aris, I would give a six. Uh, they, they give themselves both a nine. So I like that. I like that the the calculus because Aris went first and gave himself a nine because he's like, well, I can't give myself a ten. I'll sound conceited. Right. And then Danielle was like, well, I can't just say I'm a nine because he said that. So I'm going to say eight point <laughs> five. And then she realized, like, wait a minute, that means I thought I did worse than he thinks he did, though. And that means that I'm not confident in my own games performance. So she was like, oh, 8.5, 9, 9. Actually, a 9, maybe, maybe a 10 even. Um, this was, you know, this kind of reminded me of, did you see the video of George Santos at that debate <laughs> where th- they ask about holiday traditions and his opponent is like, yeah, we like to watch like dumb, you know, cheesy Christmas movies. And then we'll like, you know, eat stuff that we shouldn't. Like we usually have like pints of Haagen-Dazs or something like that. And then they're like, what about you? Uh, uh, you know, Mr. Santos, and he just says the same thing. That's so funny. <laughs> he just copies it. Yes, because he can't think of anything. That's so great. How? Do, whatever. We can't get into George Santos on this. Yeah, podcast. That, that was, we're never going to stop talking about it <laughs> that, if we, if we already, keep going. We've already maxed out the subscriptions uh, 
maximum on Patreon, but a George Santos show would be the maximum price if we didn't already have a show there. Yes. What that yeah, show what is, you, don't remember. Do we want to come up with a name for it just so that we have it? Let's ruminate, uh, and when we get to that part of the podcast, we can come back to it. Okay. Um, where, do, where were we? Aris says his best moment was telling someone earlier that they were getting voted off. But he also feels bad about the Shane vote, as you should. Shane should have won also. Sh- Co-winners, Sari and Shane. Shane should not have won. Shane gave, <laughs> went out at the right time. Honestly, <laughs> Shane maybe Thomas. should have been voted out way before then. Think about how many cigarettes he could buy for his son. That's true. <laughs> yeah, dollars. my son, Boston Powers needs cigarettes. Biggerettes. 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 Biggerettes is what Tom Hanks smoked in Big. I'm glad that we use the word biggerettes on here because uh, I know at least uh, one to two listeners of this podcast uh, are aware of that in a different context as an inside joke. So, Oh, that's fun. I love inside jokes with the listeners. Yep. Biggerettes. It's a big cigarette. Uh, uh, here's a here's a fun joke. Uh, one we once went to a, a party and was told it would start at three thirty, and then the host didn't arrive until five, and didn't even start making the food yet. That's another inside joke from my life for one specific listener. How is that for narrow casting? Yeah, pretty narrow. I didn't understand it. I'm sure you had to be there. Uh, indeed. But you know what? Even if you had to be there, doesn't mean the host did. How do you show up an hour and a half to your own wife's birthday party when you have to make the food? Isn't that messed up? Anyway. Yeah. Come on. Uh, That was my President's Day weekend. Um, Speaking of giving long speeches, that's what Courtney does. Courtney gives a very long speech before asking. Oh, my God. What did you learn about yourself? I was was literally yelling. I was yelling at my TV screen for her to shut the fuck up. (laughs) I loved that the whole jury was like, what the fuck is she talking about? I really it had been a long time. You know, it'd been a while since we'd seen Courtney. And I was like, oh, yeah, Courtney, I bet she feels kind of bad about that alliance getting broken. And I was like, I couldn't feel any like I do not feel bad for her at all. There's no any sympathy I had evaporated immediately. Aris says his ego has been smashed. And Yell says that she's more herself. I like Daniel's whole thing was like about self-realization and stuff, which like great, but that doesn't really connect with everyone, you know? Well, that stuff is always like, it's not a, you know, it's like great for you, but it's not. It doesn't prove how good at the game you were. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't Um, Suri asks why she should vote for each of their opponents. Danielle calls Aris a great person. Well, Aris talks about Danielle helping him with his injury. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) She was like, well, (laughs) most recently, this is the only thing I can think of. (laughs) Uh, Danielle, um, is called lazy by Shane, who says it should have been Terry Shane needed to shut the fuck up. This was like, this is exactly what I expected from him, which is the most self-serving bullshit. And like, it's entertaining when he's not in a position where he can like hold it over anybody. But for all of the, the, the lecturing that he did about how they were both undeserving, it's like, you also didn't do anything. Yeah. Like you didn't, you wouldn't have deserved to win. You're mad that you're not there, but you didn't do anything to deserve to win. Well, he actually did, uh, convince a uh, local to give him a bigger rat or two at 
at that reward. So that proves that he's good at talking to people. Yeah. If Shane had gone out when he deserved to go out, he would have been eliminated the first episode. Wow. That's a hot take. Hot take Monday. He said he wanted to leave. Yeah, because he was going through nicotine withdrawals. And look at him now. He's so much better. Yeah, it's his own stupid fault for doing that. (laughs) Um, Shane tells Aris that he lied, cheated, and wrecked him. Very dramatic. This is so overdramatic. Shane says that if he's judged by his intentions, he'd be president of the world. And hey, it is President's Day. Yeah, this is the thing that killed me is the, like, judging people by their actions thing. It's like, well, okay, then if you were judged by your actions, you wouldn't have been on the show anywhere near as long as you were. Wow. I can't believe you're so anti-Shane all of a sudden. I've Look, if Shane just came out and was like, hey, it's fun, you know, like, if he was normal about it, I would have been like, yeah, that's cool. And I kind of thought he would be, but instead we get this bullshit. Him cutting, like, a fucking CM Punk promo on them. Like, shut up. CM Bunk, obviously. Uh, then they <laughs> BB Bunk, BB Bunk from season one of Survivor. <laughs> All red bees. <laughs> uh, then each of them give a summation of their game. They vote, and then Jeff walks out of Tribal Council with the votes and straight into the studio in New York. Boring, bad, f. Yeah, Jeff. He needs two to get into a Jeff. vehicle. Get in some sort of vehicle. Or talk to one person in between. Like, it's so simple. You have six months to film three seconds. You had all summer to figure it out. <laughs> figure out what you do. <laughs> Shake hands with Gritty on the subway or whatever. Uh, what is it, 2017? Oh, oh, you're anti-Shane now, and now you're even anti-Gritty? Get out of here. Yeah, Gritty, Gritty was good. a mean... Gritty was entertaining for one week in 2017, and then it got done to death. It's been one week since I've seen Gritty. Gonna go on Google and look him up. Look them up. I don't think there's a gender for Gritty. Um, RS wins 4-2. to two. What do you think of that? Yeah, well, I, that's who I would have picked out of those two. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the reunion? No, <laughs> I immediately switched it off. Um, what are your overall thoughts of the season? I thought it was a very good season that uh, ended kind of anticlimactically, but that's okay. Yeah, agreed. Um, I feel like we should have seen more of Aris's story beyond just like, hey, generally nice guy around camp. The biggest thing that they did was like, you know, they had a little bit of a petty rivalry, but in the end, Aris earned Terry's respect, which I thought was kind of nice. But yeah. otherwise, we didn't really get anything else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in talking about their rivalry at the reunion, Terry said, two mature guys getting it on, strapping it on. And then the crowd applauded at Jeff's direction. <laughs> what a moment. Yeah. Incredible. It was very nice to see. Uh, Terry then gave Sari a fishing trophy, but that's not the only thing she got. She also received a GMC Yukon from the fans at home. They voted for her to win it. Isn't that nice? That's pretty cool. Hey, speaking of Sari, here's a segment uh, where we talk about the traders. What do we want to call this segment, Thomas? Should have talked Um, about this beforehand, but... Yeah, we probably should have. Trader talk. Trader talk, yeah, it's great. Let's go to Trader Joe. All that bad 
shit you eating is gonna take a toll. They got some healthy food for you and it's for the low. I like the garlic pizza. What is this? Uh, civilization. We can also six. talk about Trader Joe's. Actually, you know what? This Holy is the perfect shit. time for me to talk. It's the perfect what time for me to idea. talk about. Perfect time for me to talk about Trader Joe's because I went there on a Saturday. Oh. So I was killing time. Uh, I dropped my parents off at the airport and I was in the area and I was like, I'm going to go visit my friend who works at a dispensary that's by the airport. And uh, she wasn't going to be in there until three. So I was like, OK, well, it's two thirty. Uh, got to go to my dentist appointment. But then uh, I'm going to uh, kill some time over at Trader Joe's. It's right across the street. Not thinking it's Saturday. I get in mm. there. It is the worst place I have ever been in my entire life. It is. It, you've been in a Trader Joe's, right? Of course. You know how it's not a store that is designed for a lot of people to be in it. Yes, it's uh, very uh, tight. Well, there were like hundreds of people in this. Yeah, I don't like that. No, thank you. It was bad. I feel anyone that works at Trader Joe's is a hero. Yeah. Uh, did you get anything? I did. I still managed to. The thing with me is I like to like get in and get out grocery shopping. I'm not one of those people that just like lingers around too much. And it's really hard to move around quickly when there's that many people. But I basically was just like I made very quick decisions on what I wanted. And I got in and out in about 15 minutes. Oh, great. And what what were the items you purchased? I got some croissants there. I got the uh, everything bagel potato chips that they have, which are really good. I've already eaten all of them. I got some uh, Trader Joe's is not a place that you go grocery shopping. It's a place that you get treats. I think everyone knows. This, I was just going to say, like, I feel like you did this in the wrong order. You should have gone to the dispensary and then gone to Trader Joe's. Once you entailed a little bit of marijuana like a Bill Clinton might. No, that's not. Hussein I had Obama. the treats for when I was getting high. I feel like you stock up first. Okay, yeah, maybe if, if you're smart, but maybe you're high in the grocery <laughs> store. I like that you're like, you should have been stupider about this. Also, it's more fun to go I to the grocery the, store Jake, high. I respect the law, and I do not get high and drive. And also, I was driving my mom's car. Okay, so well, I didn't know that. Good. I live in a city where I could walk everywhere. Yeah, that's, this is, this Jake, the, you will know this based on Grand Rapids. This was on 28th Street. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What a mistake. <laughs> what a yeah, mistake that, that street was. Yeah, it sucks. It's a horrible place. Um, but anyway, uh, I uh, yeah, I, I picked up some everything bagel chips. I got uh, so some chocolate coconut uh, covered almonds that were very delicious. Um, I got some some delicious frozen food there because their frozen food is very good. Um, I think I got yeah. like some chana masala oh, and yes. uh I got some steak and stout uh, pies, which are good. And I got like a frozen mm -hmm. pizza, I think. Um, Do you want to hear to think, a cute... What else did I get? <laughs> I got some grapefruit juice. I got some other stuff. It's fine. It was all, all the stuff I got is good. I got some pasta sauce also. That's great. Uh, do you want to hear a cute thing that Ariel and I do? It's a tradition. For sure. Speaking of frozen pizza, uh, every Wednesday we watch either survivor or the challenge or whatever else we feel like um wednesday just happens to be the time that both of those shows are on um and we make ourselves a frozen pizza and it's called frozen pizza wednesday isn't that cute isn't that a cute thing we I, do? I, I love that this I've, is what you I've can get from hinge it. this is a paid and advertisement from hinge i'm just gonna have a prompt that only says frozen pizza wednesday and i'm gonna see how that goes but uh <laughs> and anyway um the what's your go-to brand what's your frozen pizza brand um i think the one we've gotten most recently often is freshetta like their margarita oh, those are pretty good yeah they're decent um i do 
I personally love the deep dish Chicago style, baby. Um, oh, yeah. Those ones are actually pretty good because, like, they work better as, like, an oven-baked thing, I think. Yeah. If you're going to eat a deep dish pizza at home, hey, don't overlook the uh, the Do you get dish. the Geno's? I think that's the one that they sell at, like, Target or Jewel. Yeah, those are pretty good. I've, I've gotten those before. Haven't been to I a Trader Joe's in a while, but yeah, I, um, I do love I that. don't go to Trader Joe's that much because it's on 28th Street. I literally only go when I'm also buying weed from that dispensary. But, um, yeah. It's a very I, uh, much a you're-in-the-area type of establishment. Yeah, it's literally across the street. I might as well go there. Um, but uh, I... Their frozen pizzas are good. My go-to is the Meyer brand Sicilian style pizza, mm. which is really good. Sicilian strong Meyer yeah, brand. It's got like it's got capicola and uh it's got like a spicy red sauce and then it's got I think like Italian sausage and something else on it. It's really good. Well, speaking of traders, Thomas, did you watch The yeah, Traders yeah. last night? Let's go to Trader Joe. All that bad shit you eating is gonna take a toll. They got some healthy food for you and it's full of low. I like the garlic pizza with the pesto. I did watch The Traders. And what, an, what a show it is. The first episode was called The Game is Afoot. The whole show was released Jul- nope, January 12th, 2023. They released the whole thing at once? I don't like that yeah. one bit. Yeah, and then the reunion two months later. Uh, Thomas, how old would you have been January 12th, 2023? This was only <laughs> a, nearly a few weeks coming. ago. Jake, I would have been 31 years old. I, too, would have been 31 years old. Uh, so here's the show. First thing you got to know, Alan Cumming owns a castle in Scotland. I didn't know this, but why would Alan Cumming lie to me? I'm so Alan Cumming is having so much fun with this show. I love that he's the host. He really is. I I feel like Alan Cumming was like went into Peacock Studios or whatever and was like, I want to play Mafia on TV. <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, how much money do you need? Yeah. And he said, Can we do a ten million dollars? <laughs> and they said, Yeah, that sounds right. He gets to wear, like, weird drapey outfits. He gets to dress like an evil guy, which is fun. It's very fun. (sighs) Everyone overlaughs at all of his jokes. I would have been right there overlaughing with them. I think those were genuine laughs. Um, So, some... what? uh, I only have a few notes on the show, but what did you think of it overall? One episode Um, I. I liked it okay. Um, I said on Twitter that I it felt like a VH1 reality show that had like 50 times the budget. Yes. Uh, like, I'm into it. I think it's a little overproduced. It really is. But, I mean, you're in a castle that big with so many huge stars like Suri and Cody Califlor-Polly's brother and Ryan, Ryan Lochte. Lochte. <laughs> um, you've got you to gotta go out. you got to go big. You know, Stephanie go big or go Stephanie LaGrosa. I actually got really... I didn't know that Stephanie LaGrosa was on there. I got very excited. I know. I didn't Two know she was there. Two Survivor contestants? I know. Two of our favorites, too. Although, Stephanie LaGrosa obviously has had a real-life heel turn. Um, so, that's unfortunate. Somebody from one of we've the... We've covered... I, I was thinking about it. We've covered... Um, her and Saria have both been in two seasons that we've covered. So this is the third season of something we've covered with both of them. Sari has been in three seasons we've covered, I believe. Uh, we didn't cover one of them, though. What do you mean? Didn't we only do... I, the only ones that we did, I think, were uh, the one we just watched in Game Changers. 
No, Panama was number one. She was on Heroes vs. Villains, but was out very early. Oh, and maybe I for, maybe maybe changers. I didn't think yeah. of her as being on Heroes vs. Villains because she got out so early. Although now that we're finished with Panama, we can officially say, excuse me, Panama. Now that we're do- officially done with Survivor Panama, I can officially say we are on the road to Micronesia, um, which is Suri's second season, which is why I bring that up. Um, very exciting stuff. Next summer, I guess. Yeah, this summer, I should say. We're doing next season, which is, of course, Survivor Race Wars. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to have the same reaction at being welcomed to Race Wars that Paul Walker has in Fast and the Furious, which is cool. <laughs> cool. This is good and normal. Or I believe he says thank you. I think he says thank you. <laughs> thank you, Jeffrey. This is what we all wanted in America in 2006. Uh, somebody on the traders says that their great grandfather was a cousin of Sherlock Holmes. Is that what she said? Yeah, this was. <laughs> this felt like something a producer uh, told them to say. Yeah, like that's the other thing. Speaking of overproduction, producers don't need to like give people lines. People know people who have been on TV know how to talk on TV. Yeah. It was really funny hearing all of these people in all of their interviews be like, I'm basic. I'm an empath. I can tell when someone's lying. Yeah, I'm really good at this. And here's the thing, Thomas. I'm, I'm just looking this up on Wikipedia.org right now. Uh, Sherlock Holmes is a fictional detective. So am I to believe that this show and the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills all exist in the same universe? And these are all just characters being played by actors? Uh, no. Impossible. Kim, possible. Okay, Kyle says on Summer House, he may come across as a frat bro D-bag, but he's actually very calculated. And to that I said, those aren't opposites. <laughs> yeah, come on. I may look stupid, but also, uh, I have a different adjective about myself. Yeah. Like, you may think I'm an asshole, but I also have this, uh, adjective <laughs> I actually that love to lie. assholes. Yeah. I love to lie. That's why I'm good at this show. Alan Cumming, Alan Cumming then blindfolds them and goes around the table, tapping the traitors on the shoulder. It's so funny that they're basically doing like a, a way more stylized version of like a board game night. Yeah, th- this game is literally just the game Mafia. Yeah, or Werewolf or whatever or variation Werewolf of or it. Yeah, Bang even. Um. It's good though. I like. I like. I mean, I love that that. kind of game. (laughs) It's honestly surprising that there hasn't been a reality TV version of this yet. I often think, uh, when playing any of those games, this would be a really fun TV show. And now they're doing it, and I'm complaining about it. So, who's the real problem? Uh, Suri is a traitor. I was really happy. I think this was the right call by the producers. Yeah, it's also a testament to how good she is at social stuff that. If I was in a game with Suri, my first thought would be, I'm just going to assume Suri is the traitor. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the most dangerous potential thing. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Lochte, as we already mentioned, is also on this show. And he goes looking for a secret door. <laughs> Honestly, I was on Ryan Lochte's side here. Yeah. <laughs> You're in a cool mansion. Yeah. Well, I'm in a Scooby-Doo house. I'm not going to look for a secret door. Right. Uh, then there's a mission... 
why they do these missions, I don't understand, but uh, they have to set a fire to the beast within 30 minutes. Then they're split into two groups, and they, they find all these flammable ropes and succeed in lighting the monster on fire. So they win money? Yeah, I was into this challenge. I like when they set the... Uh but what is the, the point? <laughs> wicker men on fire. What is the point of these challenges? They win money. Okay, but why do they need to win money? I don't know. It's, it gives them something to do in the meantime. They had yeah. to fill airtime. Fair enough. I'm sure people would get bored if they were just sitting around the house all the time, too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, at the house, speaking of the house, Alan Cumming asks... Uh, yes? By the way, sorry to interrupt. I... Uh, I all I could think of with the wicker men getting set on fire is like Alex Jones coming out there and being like infiltrated these secret satanic rituals. Uh, we have a uh, real demonic shit going on over here in the Highlands of Scotland. Uh, Alan Cumming then asks each of the traitors. There's three of them, which was that established earlier or because I just kept waiting for more people to show up as a as a as a as a traitor. Yeah, I think it was, but also when it was just the, the two to start, I was like, I thought there was a third one, but apparently mm. not. And then he showed up and I was like, oh, OK. Why didn't they all come in at the same time? Whatever. They, for for how much production you can feel on this show, there's a lot of questions from the audience being me. I, I, like, that, I like that Alan Cumming just gets to sit and like look mysterious yeah. for a lot of this. Absolutely. And be in a cool house that may or may not have secret passageways. Yeah, I wish that there were fewer talking heads over that stuff. That's yeah. the best part of this show yeah. is all the like really sort of like dramatic, you know, them turning in the letter and all that stuff. But there's just constant stupid talking head shit over it. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense because we do have to like, get to know everyone and like get FaceTime with everybody and get to know their character. But I agree with you. I would much rather just see people exploring the house. And when I say stupid talking head shit, I'm not just talking about me doing burning down the house at karaoke on Saturday. I'm talking about this show. I'm really excited about talking about karaoke. Do we have a karaoke dedicated segment? I, I don't know. We probably have. I mean, it feels like a natural off branch of uh, the music minute. Think about what it. What would the song for it be? Fuck, man. It, I guess literally any song. They have, there's a song called Karaoke by Beach Bunny. Sounds great. Uh, Sari says that her adrenaline is on fleek. Great line from this everyone's mom. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing at this. I was like, do you want to try that again, Sari? I, I would have died to be that producer who was there when she said that. <laughs> like, that is absolutely going in the episode. It's the funniest Sorry, thing I've guys, ever heard her need, say. And she's so funny. I just need a moment. My adrenaline is on fleek today. <laughs> You know when your adrenaline's on fleek? I hate it when my adrenaline is on fleek. <laughs> you know, I always say, don't talk to me till I've had my cup, uh, my first cup of coffee. But after two or three cups of coffee, I gotta say, my adrenaline is on fleek. On fleek. Suri can get away with it because she's Suri, but yeah. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone else were to say that, I would cringe so hard. But I, I would am, judge them very intensely. I'm but instead, still I'm laughing, just like, actually. all right, well, Suri gets a mulligan on this one. Uh, so the traitors decide who to kill. Who are the other traitors? Christian and Polly's brother. 
from Big Brother. Uh, Cody is his name. What do you think of each of them? Um, I don't know. It, I think that they're going to be a lot worse at it than Sari. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Sari is really going to have to like rein them in. Um, they decide who to kill, and everybody wakes up the next morning for breakfast together in this big ass house. So great. This was on the second episode. They they did a cliffhanger. Yeah, they did a cliffhanger. I forgot to mention. I'm just so invested in this storyline, you know. Um, and it's Reza. They got they got rid of Reza from Shaws of Sunset. I think is what the show is called. You ever seen that show? I have not. You know what it's about? It's about the Shahs of Sunset. Yes, it's about an Iranian. It's about like Iranian Americans, right? Yeah, in L.A. And I think they might be like real estate agents. You know how everybody in every one of their shows is like a real estate agent or whatever. Yeah, basically. What I didn't understand because I looked like like every show I hadn't heard of while watching this. What I didn't understand about Shahs of Sunset is why Reza said, "I come from a show where everyone is always after me." Like, as if it was a competition show, but it's just a real it's, estate. Well, there's just drama. There's show. just drama on those shows. Bravo knows drama. You know, if you rearrange the letters of Bravo, you get drama. <laughs> Don't look that up. Don't look it up. Uh, did you know if you rearrange, uh, speaking of drama networks, if you re- rearrange the letters of TNT, you get NBA. That's just a little. Whoa. That's just a little uh, knowledge for your brains there. Uh, so I continued to watch because I wanted to see what happened when somebody got banished. Um, did you see the second mission they had to go on? I did not. Do you want me to tell you about it, or are you going to continue? I would watching? love to hear about it. Uh, some people get buried alive, and everybody else is split into teams and must find them in a given amount of time. One of the t- okay, that sounds like fun. <laughs> then they had like walkie talkies and had like clues in the coffin they were in, or something like that. Uh, one of the teams did not find their person in time. Uh, the other three teams did. Uh, don't know what the penalty was. Oh, I guess they didn't win the money. Uh, but I would have liked if that person had to die. <laughs> That seems like it would have been. It would be really funny to show this out of context and just be like, well, someone's going to get killed. Like, oh, who got killed? Yeah. Like, all oh, the way that they talk about it. Yeah. What if they actually killed the person? Yeah. How about that, huh? Uh, we, I mean, they should, they should do it on Survivor, honestly. They should kill 17 of them if they want to be surviving. If they actually started killing people on a reality show I was on, my adrenaline would be on fleek. If they started killing people on Survivor, this might be the running man. <laughs> uh, the They do the round table, you know, the round table where they all sit around the round table. It's kind of their tribal council. Um, and Geraldine gets banished. Do you remember Geraldine? I do. Yeah, she got banished. Um, and then she revealed she is a faithful. What do you think of the term faithful and... Um, traitor. How do I keep forgetting what the name of this show is? <laughs> it's literally the easiest The Traitors. Name. The Traitors. The Traitors. Um, yeah, so what do you think? Are you going to keep watching it? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, I, 
The more I talk about it, the more I want to keep watching. Yeah, I got to see what's going to happen with this show. You're, it's dumb in the good way that you want. It, you're absolutely right. It it absolutely uh, scratches that same itch that VH1 Celeb Reality shows did in the mid-2000s. So, yeah, and we've got a really good segment now, Trader Talk, um, and it's good. Uh, oh, speaking of really good segments, Thomas, did you watch The Challenge Rider Dies last night? No. How is it still going? Um, it's the last, it's the last episode of the final. Okay, so quit your vision. Uh, TJ welcomes them to hour 69 of the final. Uh, they have to throw chalk bombs at targets from a helicopter. Tori and Devin won. They have to go through a corn maze at night, and TJ walked us through the corn rows under some cool lights. And then they come up on a pink and blue glowing pyramids in the middle of the cornfield, and then there's a maze in the center of the maze. Not a maze. There's a structure in the center of the maze. TJ lights up a huge structure and yells, Welcome to my maze! <laughs> so that part was really good. The rest of yeah, the season's been great. kind of bad, but that part, really good and worth it. Uh, Terry and Terry, Tori and Devin, sorry, so much Survivor Panama. Tori and Devin won that part, too. Then there's elimination between Banani and Jordan and Anissa. And it's a ba- it's the basketball challenge we love. Uh, Nani, what's it called when you pretend to go one way, but then actually go the other way in basketball? I believe that is a crossover. Nani crosses over Anissa, uh, who falls for it and buckles her knee, uh, giving Nani the winning point. Oh, for she their broke team. her ankles. She broke as, her ankles, as yes. People say. Quite literally, because uh, she already had a, a sprained ankle from earlier in the challenge. Uh, then, for the final stage, they had to maneuver through. <laughs> Wait till you hear about this final stage of the final of this season, Thomas. It's wild. They had to. Remember, there's this giant structure in the middle of a corn maze at night. What could they possibly do? Uh, Well, on the ground floor, they have to maneuver through four different rooms with four different things in them. And also, TJ brings back everyone who has been eliminated from the final to watch. Uh, The first room is a recreation of a previous elimination where they pull spears from the drywall. Banani completed this one first. But then the second one is a cinder block puzzle which Tori and Devin finished first, was a surprise. Third room is a bunch of dirt they have to dig through, and then they uh, they were able to do that quickly while Banani was still on the puzzle. Fourth room is, cha- is chains. Don't, do, I don't have any further explanation. Fourth room is just chains. Uh, Banani realized there's no coming back, so Tori and Devin win the whole thing. Hooray! Team Dave, speaking of Dave. Yeah, Team Dave, 1993. <laughs> Congratulations to Team Dave 1993, because that's the year they were both born, on average, probably, within a year or two. (laughs) Yeah, that's if you average out the years they were born, it's probably 1993. Give or take a year. Um, So that was the challenge. Ryder dies. Uh, Oh, Last thing that happened on the challenge, Ryder dies. Devin announced that they'll be giving each of the fellow finalists $38,000 of their winnings, which was a million dollars, of course, um, because second, third, fourth place don't get anything anymore. And Thomas, that's the end of the challenge, Ryder dies. But did you know that's an, an, an upcoming challenge? 
<laughs> They're never going to uh, stop no. this show. No. What? This is the Challenge World Championship. Do you remember hearing about this show? It's the one that the winners of the MVPs. Oh, yeah, of, yeah. Uh, the Challenge the USA. regional ones. Yeah. Challenge Australia, Challenge Argentina, and UK. Uh, we'll all work with somebody from the initial show, the flagship show. Uh, and there's a lot of people in it. Do you want to hear? Yeah, let's hear it. I'll just go through the people you know. Amber B., Darrell, Johnny Bananas, Jordan, Casey, Kellyanne, Nelson, Naya. Theo is back after a long break. You know, he shot himself in the eye with the, uh, the cork of a champagne bottle, so he was out for a long time. Uh, Tori is back. Wes. And, yes, he's back. Yes. Remember the guy named Yes? No. Okay. Well, um, from the Challenge USA, it's going to be Danny McRae, Sarah Lucina, Justine Dibba, who was on the Challenge USA, I guess, and Ben Drebergen. Okay. I'm glad Danny's there. Speaking of Danny, somebody from the Challenge Australia, oh, they actually won that season, named, guess what? Is it Danny? Nope. The name of this person is Kiki. Oh, okay. That's his wife's name. His wife's name is Kiki. Do you think he'll be confused? I hope so. I think that would uh, lead to several funny moments. Uh, do you want to talk about this music minute? Yeah, let's hear let's, let's hear what music was let's think, uh, being listened to. Here's how the music minute should be. We should challenge ourselves to only talk about music for 60 seconds. <laughs> Including all of okay. the, the list. Where I, just, okay. where I just listed off. Okay, starting now. Motion City soundtrack, Everything is Alright. You remember that one? Uh, not really. Get Free by the Vines. I do remember that. Uh, Forest by The Cure. Uh, I'm very familiar with that song. It's good. Boom by P.O.D. I'm also very familiar with that song. I remember that they had a music video where they were like a competitive ping pong team. Uh, what about Simply the Best by Tina Turner? Yep, I know that. Let's kill. I also know that Tina Turner is a euphemism for crystal meth. What? I did not know that. All I know about that yes. is Heisenberg from the television program. If somebody's Heisenberg. asking you if you want to go to a Tina Turner concert in their apartment, that's what they mean. Oh, okay. Good to know. Uh, how about Let's Kill Tonight by Panic at the Disco? Uh, no, I'm not familiar with that. I'm familiar with the band, but not that song. You'd probably know it if you heard it. Uh, Crawling in the Dark by Hoobastank. Yep, familiar with that. Wow, Hoobastank. Yeah, this, this is a great episode for music because it was the final, you know, so they put a lot in. One Headlight by the Wallflowers. Very familiar with that song. A uh, song by Peter, Peter Bjorn and John. Forgot to get the title, but it was like their second or third biggest hit. It, so it wasn't Young Folks, it, it was wasn't not, the Whistling one? It was one? not Young Folks, it was the other one that was really big. Was it uh, Amsterdam? Yes, I think so. Don't okay, it was either that or Object of My Affection. I think those were the two other singles. Yeah, it was. Oh, maybe it was Object. I'd have to re-listen to each of those, but yeah, it was definitely one of those. Uh, Here's to the Night by Eve Six from Twitter. I remember that. Uh, Clearest Blue by Chiverches. Remember that song? Yep. Familiar with that song. Okay. Uh, I, I think we're well over 60 seconds, so I'll just uh, I'll slow down here for the trivia portion. Really good at trivia, I heard. 
This song was right. released March 8th, 2004. How old would you have been, first of all? March 8th, 2004. Uh, I would have been 12 years old. I would have been 12 years old. 13 in just a matter of weeks. This was the first song off of the band's fourth album. Any guesses yet? No. They wanted to write a more positive song than their usual music. Was it Float On? I believe you recently performed this song at karaoke. I just said, was it Float On? Yeah, it was Float On. I just had so many other hints. That was the last one, if you hadn't gotten it. (laughs) As soon as you said 2004 more positive, I was like, oh, that was right around when good news for people who love bad news came out. Yeah. I did just do that song at karaoke, and I also did a very good job at it. Uh, Yes, I remember somebody in the bathroom said, good job. He he watched you through the mirror, peeking through the door. Um, Did you hear this quote from Isaac Brock about... uh, the song? Uh, maybe. I don't know. He said, I was, I, I mean, I just pulled this from Wikipedia, so I thought maybe you'd seen it. Uh, I was just kind of fed up with how bad shit had been going and how dark everything was with bad news coming from everywhere. Our president, George W. Bush, is just a fucking daily dose of bad news. Then you've got the well-intentioned scientists telling us that everything is fucked. I just want to feel good for a day. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. This was 20 years ago. Isaac, it's gotten so much worse. It truly has. But you know what? Uh, The song Float On is a a welcome respite from that feeling. Because I have never felt bad listening to it. Uh, This song debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 at number 70. But six months after it debuted, it made it all the way to number one on the modern rock charts. First mainstream hit. It's considered one of the best songs of all time. And it was, it's a great song. I don't think anyone. I don't think I've ever heard someone be like, "I hate that song." I know it's 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 one of those songs that like uh, is constantly in rotation everywhere you go. But I never get sick of it. Yeah, it's great. Um, this was nominated for best rock song, but it lost. What do you think it lost to? At the Grammys. This was at the Grammys. The, I don't know if I said that. At the at the damn Grammys. The what Dammies. else would have been? Dammy's the torpedo. What else would it have been? What would it have been competing against at the time? Um, I sorry. I'm going to say that it down. lost to Reptilia by The Strokes. No, but The Strokes may have been nominated for that award. Uh, no, it was actually uh, U2's Vertigo. <laughs> And it was that I that iPhone or the iPod commercial really put him over the top. Yeah, <laughs> overnight success. You too. Uh, the be- it was also nominated for best alternative album, but lost. Do you know what to? Two thousand four. Did it lose to Franz Ferdinand's first album? It did not. But it is another band we liked, especially in high school. Okay, um, but it's not their big album that everyone knows. It's not their big album that everyone knows, but it's a band that we liked. Yeah. This is supplemental trivia since you got the first guess. Was it Gorillaz? Was it Demon Days? No, but uh, one of the words in the album title does start with the same letter as that band. Whew. God, if you don't get it after that. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. I mean, it's just so obvious. Um <laughs> I want to see what you come up with before I tell you. Uh, good news for people who love bad news. Fuck. Damn it. Wait, no. you already said that didn't win. Uh, it was Wilco's A Ghost is Born. 
Oh, a ghost is born. As we all know, ghosts and gorillas both start with the same letter. That's true. I do really like uh, a couple songs on that album, but that is not one of the, like, that's... It's not a go-to Wilco album. It's not yeah. Summer Teeth. It's not Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. It's not even... It's not being there. California Stars. Is that uh, the one? California Stars is on uh, Mermaid Avenue, Mermaid I think, Avenue. which is also good. Yes, yes. That's the one they did with Billy Bragg. Yeah, I've, I've been getting really into that recently. Hey, did you know I'm in my 30s? Wilco, good band. <laughs> I'm getting really into Billy Bragg and Wilco. <laughs> Wilco really does hit different in your 30s. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Uh, so here's a segment we like to call 808s and updates. The men had to answer fill in the blank questions about the women. Good stuff. Minche got a sealed golden envelope, which revealed at the end of the challenge that the three worst performing men got to pick their dates. How's that for a twist? Cammy coming at us with twists all over the place like TJ. Yeah, I love some twists. Uh, the house had an Alice in Wonderland themed party at a carnival. Forgot this happened. So that's cool. Uh, Clay gets upset when his date flirted with somebody else at the party. You know, uh, you're in a polyamorous show. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's going to happen. You know, sucks, but you're 20 something years old. It's going to happen. There's hot people living in your house going to Alice in Wonderland parties. I'm really enjoying that I'm slowly learning people's names. Like Clay. Leo. Yeah. They, the, the daters go uh, to a vineyard for a wine date, and Leo reveals that he, his full name is Leo V. Wow. Isn't That's that It's giving cool? you a whole new perspective on these people. And <laughs> uh, then there's the truth booth reveal. Cammy asks about how the date was, and Clay told her how they cut it short, and Cammy just goes... Well, shit. <laughs> and then she moves on. <laughs> Kimmy is so good. Uh, Clay and Cece get voted in and are not a perfect match. Uh, Leo then makes a basketball metaphor about where they are in the game. He says they're at the half, down by 20. And I'll tell you, Thomas, they are not doing well, this group. It's very funny to watch. Julia Ruth gave her perfect match, uh, Brendan, a necklace from New Zealand that represents something. Uh, but the thing about this necklace is you're not allowed to, you're not able to buy one at a store. Uh, they can only be gifted to you from somebody who already has one. Isn't that kind of a cool thing? Yeah, I guess. <sighs> Swipe more on Hinge. I don't know. It's, you, get, you might get corny but it, and sentimental, but sometimes things are nice. I don't know what to tell you. you know? <laughs> I'm not a sentimental person. (laughs) Uh, Last week, they got two beams, including their one perfect match that they've already found. How many viewers? How many beams do you think they got this week? Uh, I think that they got three beams. They got three beams. How great is that? Slowly but surely, they're making progress. How are they so bad at this? They're stupid people. They <laughs> they put stupid people on this show specifically They're so it takes too busy worrying long. about their dumb exclusive necklaces. <laughs> Thomas, we have finished Survivor Panama. And Aris was deemed sole survivor. And you know, the last Mad Lib in the Survivor Mad Libs you got me is called Soul Survivor. So this is all a, right. Possibly the final segment that we call Probes Pros. 
If we ever get to do Pope and Change, we should have a segment on there called Pope's Pose or Pope's Prose, I should say. Or Pope's Pose. We could do it about a pose that the Pope did. Yeah. That seems like a really good idea. <laughs> All right. Anyway, adjective. Adjective. Uh, holy. Like the Pope. Like the Pope. A verb. If you could make this all Pope-themed, that would be great. That'd be pretty funny. Bless. Yes, as we all are by the blessed man himself, Pope. And a noun? Um, Like an object. Or, um, a um, Eucharist. Yeah, okay. I was just reading what the <laughs> sentence is, and it's, it's going to be weird no matter I what you I think I'm going to stop my, my Catholic no, theming after that. No, no. Catholicism <laughs> is about commitment. All right. Uh, verb. I'm getting a divorce from this bit. Divorce. All right. Getting this bit annulled. Can I get an adjective? Um. Two adjectives, lazy. actually. One more. Uh, stupid. Good. Like the Pope. Wow. I can't believe you said that. A verb. <laughs> it's blasphemous. Uh. Verb, uh, I will say jump. Jump around. And another verb? Mm, cook. And finally, an adjective starting with S. Hmm. Scrumptious. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Now, Thomas, tell me more about your karaoke trip this weekend while I wet my whistle. Uh, we made the mistake of going an hour after it started, and so we did not get to perform. So the karaoke starts at 9. We're like, okay, we'll get there around 10. It was super crowded, and uh, we didn't get to perform the songs we put in until like 1 o'clock. Had the crowd so kind of really, died down by that point? No, people were still into it, but it just I, there were probably fewer people because more people had left. Yeah. But... Everyone, it was a supportive crowd That's what happens with karaoke, you know People just go up to perform and then they leave You know what song the crowd was most excited to hear That was performed? What's that? Float on? Uh, There were two uh, women that did uh, Drops of Jupiter by Train And the crowd was very into it Drops of Jupiter I love that song So Yeah, favorite song Love that song Yeah of all the train songs. Uh, and then also they did your favorite song, Second Chance by Shinedown, yeah. was performed. Which I don't think is the song we chose for Cambodia, is it? When we did Survivor Second Chances? I don't think it is. I think I joked about doing that yeah. and you were like, no, we I loved, hate that song. We love jokes. We did Second Chance. But you know what? We did Second Chance by 38 Special, of course. I We did do that. I forgot to add, though, by the way, I made it through the day of doing karaoke. <laughs> I'm so I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so also someone did Peg by Steely Dan, and I was excited about that, but they didn't do a very good job. So so oh my god, Thomas, uh, we were listening to a podcast, a podcast, a playlist you had made recently here in our in the home I share with my fiance, and yes. a Steely Dan, a Steely Dan song came up. Steely Dong song. Steely Dong. Steely Dan knockoff. And actually, Steely Dong. Actually, when you think about it, is actually kind of what the title is actually about. Is a steely dog. Um, and Ariel was um, very surprised by Steely Dan. She didn't, I don't think she understood what it was that she was listening to. 
I said, that's Steely Dan. Okay, so she was surprised by what they were, not that I had put it on the playlist? Um, I'll ask her. Because I was literally wearing a Steely Dan sweatshirt at your housewarming party. (laughs) (laughs) You do love Steely Dan. They honestly, as they've grown older, they should have really changed their name to Steely Dad. Steely Dad, exactly. Dads love them. It's a real missed opportunity there. Speaking of dads, so you want to be the sole survivor. You've got a lot of work to do. There are three holy strategies to use if you want to bless. Okay, you know, I didn't, whatever. Uh, pick whichever works best for you. You can use honesty, trickery, or the compromise of the Eucharist. How do you feel about that? I know what I'd pick. The problem with honesty is that everyone can lie to you and divorce you, so you won't know which alliances are lazy. That's funny. Uh, The problem with trickery is the opposite. You will have lied to so many stupid people that no one will jump you. That sounds like a positive, honestly, Mad Libs. And the people in the jury at the final decision will not be your biggest fans. But Thomas, you know what the best strategy is? The best str- What's that? The best strategy is to cook as much as you have to, but be honest too. In the end, the jury might just choose you to be the scrumptious survivor. That's me. <laughs> so I'm the scrumptious survivor. Good stuff. <laughs> I feel like that, um, honestly, pretty solid segment. Uh, what do you think? Do you want to continue with uh, the the uh, non-survivor-themed Mad Libs for Jeff Brooks? I'm happy to. I love doing Mad Libs. I'm happy to keep it going. I love it. And, you know, every so often we might find one from when we did it back when we were children, and that's fun, too. Yeah. Who knows? Only the people in the future listening to this program. And thank you for listening, Thomas. What is your Twitter? You can follow me at Tom, not Tom. Uh, you can follow the show on DYWSLN on Twitter.com. Lots of good stuff happening over there. Favorite website continues to be good. Also on Instagram, least favorite website, but you got to be there if you want to get an audience. The Only Survivor Podcast is the title for that one. On Patreon, you know, we talked a lot about Patreon today. What um, what's, the, uh, what's the Patreon, Thomas? Uh, that would be just podcasts, yes. patreon.com slash just podcasts. Yes. And what is a show you want to reach the audience with this week? It's a great question. And I know we had talked about maybe what we would want to do. Uh, what was the show that we were thinking about doing? I don't even remember I anymore. Forgot. I already forgot. Anyway, Pope and Change. Pope and Change is there. We, <laughs> If you give us, uh, was it over a million? Was it like a million, one point five million? It's a flat it million dollars. Even Aris, who sleeps okay, on his dad's I, couch, one, can for afford only it. One million, for only one million dollars a month, we will do a podcast with Barack Obama called Pope and Change. Easy. It's easy to subscribe to. Easy to download. Easy to co-host. Yeah, this should be a no-brainer. I know you all just rummage around the couch cushions. <laughs> There's probably a million dollars in there for the price of several hundred thousand lattes a day. Yeah. 
If you just stopped drinking several thousand lattes a day, you could afford Pope and Change. That's, of course, yeah, a segment with or a, a show with Barack Obama where we talk about popes in a historical sense, but also maybe even the young pope if you want to. And about the poses that they do. <laughs> There's a specific segment in that show only it will never bleed over to this show called Pope Pose, where we talk about the poses the pope makes. Yeah, we wanted to talk about all of the poses that the popes be doing. Uh, so that's going to be good, and you can listen to it at patreon.com slash justpodcast. I already thank the listeners, Thomas. Do you want to thank them as well? I would love to thank the listeners. Thank you, listeners. Great. Uh, you can review us on Apple Podcasts, of course. Do you want to give that a give, give the review for people to write? Because clearly, I they would have, nobody's love. written a review in a while, so they probably don't know what to write. So maybe they need a reminder. I would love nothing more than to remind people what to write. Uh, this is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. Spotify is corrupt, but if they allowed me to leave a review, I would say I look forward to seeing this in my Spotify wrap. Oh, Thomas, I forgot to tell you, um, on the Challenge World Championship, there's somebody from Australia named Grant Crap. Grant Crap? <laughs> what a name That's almost as good as Boston Powers It really is uh, So next week we'll be back with um, Our Survivor 44 predictions Remember look at everybody's bios on Survivor YouTube Or Twitter or Instagram whatever wherever they are You know how to use the internet And we're going to be doing a simulated Season of Exile Island Where all of the people are from That's right Romeo and Juliet because of Exile Island, right? Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Because Romeo was exiled in that play. So we might even watch um, the Baz Luhrmann picture. Romeo plus Juliet equals love. Oh, okay. All right. Have a great summer. Uh, deuces. I was awakened in the middle of the night. I thought I heard you calling my name. No, before we record, I have to get genuine insight on uh, on this show out so we can make goofs about the actual yeah. show. Yeah, we don't need any actual analysis. <laughs> it's all about bits. About it. No. Well, you come to this show for analysis, you come yeah. to the wrong place. All we have on this show is anal ease. Is anal sis. Anal sis. All we have on this show is anal sis. There was one, um, there was one part in that show that I wish like this one line alone made me wish that we had like a soundboard so that we could do drops oh. and it was I should have written it down because I don't I, I was when Sari was like my anxiety is on fleek right now or something like that and oh my god yeah I did I did I did write that down of course I wrote that down it's like so close Sari <laughs> believe you don't want to watch a Bosler movie. Yeah. If only I'd been on the record about my feelings <laughs> about Bos Lurman before now. <laughs> Bosler.
I, you know, what thought that this is completely unrelated to the, their booking or whatever. But you know, you know, what thought I had, because hmm. uh, I hadn't seen Roman Reigns come out in a while, uh, just because I don't watch wrestling that much anymore, right. and I'd forgotten that he had like the big hologram of himself for his entrance. Oh yeah, everybody does that. And my, but like the one of him just going like, whoa! Oh, looking really cool, yeah. Yeah, and uh, my, my first thought I had seeing that was. Roman Reigns hologram sucking me off. Get <laughs> <laughs> head from the Roman Reigns hologram. Smarten up, probes. <laughs>